Welcome back to one-on-one -on -one, New York's longest running sports call-in show. I'm Kelly Bright alongside two of not only my best friends, former teammates, but also two very successful female sports journalists, uh, Gigi Spear, Kelly Bright here. We're still here at Fordham, but Maria Travelpiece is a Fordham University alum from FUV and also Fordham softball, which all three of us played. So Maria, it's so exciting for us to have you on the show. And it's so cool for us to be interviewing someone who was literally in our shoes just a few years ago. I am so excited to be here, um, especially because it's with you guys, um, two of my favorites. And I can't wait to chat a little bit today, especially on one-on-one. -on -one. Maria, we're so happy you're here. I can't believe you've been gone for as long as you've been gone. And if you can think back, what was your favorite WFUV memory in particular? Because I know you have a lot of Fordham softball memories to sift through. Yeah, so I feel like, first of all, I'm not that old. I would like to just note <laughs> that the freshmen who were there when I was a senior are still in school and COVID is going to make me feel younger because there will still be people that I played with in college. I'm not aged out yet but my favorite FUV memory um I remember being a freshman actually and I was just like kind of learning the ropes of like how everything worked I mean you like like you're paying your dues you're learning like the different ins and outs of it and I had to work the NFL draft and it was like the coolest experience for me because I was like at the station till like really late hours just doing like odd ends and jobs like calling different people to like maybe get a comment here or there and I just remember like having no idea what I was doing but being surrounded by so many incredible like upperclassmen who would just like help me and then like also at the same time like give me the jobs that like they didn't want to do but I think that was like my first time where I was just like so locked into something for so long and I was like oh wait like this is this is awesome um and like I just remember being hooked from that moment on um of like working in sports. Um, so I think FUV memory, that's one that definitely sticks out to me. And you talk about working in sports. You also were playing sports when you were in FUV. How was that like balancing being a student athlete and also covering other student athletes and professional athletes? Well, I have to say, I think you and Gigi do a lot better job of it than I did while I was in school. Um, so I, I, I say this all the time. I wish I like would have done even more. Um, because there's just so much opportunity, like within WFUV, especially like being at Fordham, I think it was like the most formative years of my life, like form most formative four years of my life. Um, but yeah, like, it was just awesome to see, like having like seeing like covering professional athletes, I think was really cool. Um, I got to do a lot with the Islanders and just like, you know, coming back on the subway at like midnight was crazy, but also a lot of fun. Um, and I think like, being a student athlete has helped me it helped me then but helps me even more now because that's primarily who I work with um and I think just like having that relatability to be able to talk to student athletes talk to professional athletes like there's all this common ground um just even like I was working a football event like a week ago just like talking with some of the student athletes who are going to college and like some of them who are like with football they start they a lot of them graduate high school early and like just talking to them like how are you adjusting to school like how's it going and I think that like having that knowledge of what it's like to be like a freshman student athlete helped me get better answers and like better questions from these athletes because they're like oh wait like you get it um so I think like that's one thing that really helped me and it also taught me how to balance my time and how to connect with people 
Rhea, I love because you do connect with people so well. And I love your interviews too for that because they're so personable and relatable. And you actually are really curious in your questions. And like you always are. And even when you ask Kelly and I questions about our lives, like you've been through this, you already know, but you are so open to learning. And I have a theory that this is where the psychology, you were a double major, this might come in. So I want you to talk about that a little bit. If you use any tools that you learn in psychology class at all in interviewing people or in everyday life. Oh my gosh, a hundred percent. So I think like, I call it my mid-college crisis because I didn't add psychology to like halfway through school. And I think it was just because like, People don't really like talk about like the like especially now it's being talked about more and more like every year I think it gets like even more so and I think I mean I did graduate three years ago and I think like when I was a freshman and sophomore it still wasn't talked about a lot so I think that prompted me to like take psychology and then actually getting into like the different classes and learning how to listen which is like really hard for me because like you both know I talk a lot. Um, so like learning how to listen and learning how to empathize with people has been so key, um, in what I do, because a lot of the times, a lot of the stories I'm telling, like some of them are great. Some of them are like, this person did this really fun internship or this person, you know, um, like created their own clothing brand. Like that's all like happy, fun stuff. Right. But like I did a story on, um, a student athlete who lost her mom. Um, so you really have to know, like, how to ask questions so that they feel comfortable telling you like really important things and also like you don't want them to shut down and you don't want them to feel any worse about something that was already very hard for them so I think like psychology taught me how to do that like I had I worked at the counseling center at Fordham um my senior year and just like learning how to talk to people and learning how to empathize with people I think is so crucial because one of the biggest critiques of media in general is that like we're the cold hearted person, like sticking a microphone in your face. And I never, ever, ever hope I'm one of those people because like, I think at the end of the day, your job is the liaison to tell the stories of others. And you do that by listening, empathizing, not by trying to get the best scoop. Maria, I feel like that quality comes across so clearly in your reporting, like that human aspect. And I think I'm guessing besides the psychology factor, I think the fact that you were an athlete and you see other athletes as more than just that um, identity and, and as people who are deeper than just a name on a roster, I think we see that in your reporting. And we talked about how psychology impacted you. We've talked about how softball impacted you, but I was wondering if there are any mentors you've had along the way. I know for us, like we always come to you with a bunch of questions. And of course we each have our own respective mentors, but are there any people who have really stood out to you and, and what are some of the advice they gave you in your journey? Yeah. Um, I mean, I feel like I've had so many mentors, um, like coaches wise, like I feel like different coaches have taught me different things, like whether it was like to be tougher or like to be more empathetic. I mean, Bobby helps me all the time. I will literally reach out to him about media questions and he knows it. Um, I talk to him all the time about different things that like I can improve on. I'll send him my clips. And then I had one mentor who like really sticks out to me also at Syracuse when I did my grad program there. Um, her name's Olivia Stomsky and she is um, a producer for ESPN, but she's also like, I don't quote me on this because I'm not a hundred percent, hundred percent certain that I'm correct, but I believe she's the first woman to hold like the head role of like managing Newhouse sports like ever in their history um 
but like she has really helped me a lot just like learning how to be like a woman in sports which isn't really the easiest thing all the time especially like I don't know you you guys knew me when I was like really like scared of like human beings and like shy and backward and I'm not like that anymore um especially like when you are a woman working in sports you have to be able to stand up for yourself and she really taught me how to do that but not come across as like too too bold because it's I know it sounds terrible but like you have to balance this fine line of like being strong and standing up for yourself but not being that bold overly bold woman that people will then shut down and not talk to you so it's finding that fine line and how to then like stand up for others and use like the voice that you have the platform that you have and I think that she has done a great job in teaching me of how to be that and that being said like Kelly said we go to you for advice all the time too and I know you literally have gone to so much school you're such a professional and I'm always learning from you something I want to know more about is how you balance that where you have all this stuff that you've learned all this knowledge and skills that you want to do or like how you want to come across maybe the certain points you want to say how do you balance being like that professional level and have all these skills and also be a storyteller and kind of take yourself out of it and give the people whose moment it is to shine to shine like when Jeff Woodward won at Colgate that interview in particular I was thinking about because it's this huge build up moment literally confetti is falling from the ceiling and you are just so on top of your game I would be a little nervous but you balance it so well and so can you talk about that a little more yeah, absolutely. So, I mean, I think like I would be lying if I would say I'm not nervous. Um like I think I'm just a high anxiety person in general. Um but like I love that also. Um so I think like I think it goes back to a couple of different things. Like I think it goes back to listening, but I think it's also come down to like a lot of self-reflection and this sounds like really crazy like how how can this be like related to, you know, sports or like reporting, but like you are always like, I'm really like big into like growing and like healing. I call it like, that's like my mentality. So like, I really think like if something bothers me, I want to look deeper into like the root of like any problem that bothers me, because like, there's a reason for that. And instead of ignoring it, I want to like dig down deeper into that, figure out what's bothering me and then figure out how I'm going to heal that because confidence comes from like healing all of like old wounds and like, not just like in life, like at the end of the day, like, that's what happens. Like there's wounds. We need to heal it. If we don't heal it, that's why we're not confident. That's why we get nervous. That's why things cause us anxiety. So I think I've done a lot of that, which helps me then like have confidence in my ability to talk to people, um, to ask questions. And I think like my biggest thing is, especially once I graduated, once I remember being in grad school and the mentor that I mentioned before, like called me in and I was literally having like, I call it post-athlete identity crisis I'm gonna write a book about it one day because it's a real thing and no one ever talks about it but it's a real thing and she just like called me into her office and she's like you're acting very weak and she's like I know you're not weak like you played a division one sport you're not weak but you're acting like it and that kind of was my wake-up call so ever since then anytime something like gives me anxiety or scares the crap out of me I immediately make myself do it because you have to be comfortable being uncomfortable and I think that's where I'll get the confidence to like level in and ask people like really hard questions I was like so nervous I had to interview like the highest profile people I've ever interviewed in my life um a few weeks ago and I was like literally 
like my leg was shaking thank goodness it was only shot from like my hip up because I was shaking so bad but like I don't think you'd be able to tell in the interview because I want stuff that scares me like if it doesn't scare me then I'm never gonna grow and like I think I went through a period of my life where I didn't grow for a long time and I never want to go back there I don't know if that answered your question but (laughs) more that just fired me up that was great thank you Maria (laughs) Maria you talk about like putting yourself in this this uncomfortable these uncomfortable situations and challenging yourself and I remember when you were here at Fordham you obviously did a lot of reporting and and I know like side reporting is a big thing for you but recently you've been getting into I know you're about to start doing softball uh color commentary and that kind of thing can you talk a little bit about that because I know that can be really intimidating for people because like for, I know at least for me like that that aspect to me is is a little scary and uncomfortable so and you but it's kind of cool because it's like full circle because you're getting to talk about a sport that you grew up playing. So can you just talk a little bit about, a little bit about that experience and what that's like? Yeah. I mean, I think that, I don't know. It's definitely like, I, I think like reporting, like on a sideline is probably still my favorite, but I think like being a color analyst is so cool. Like I was trying to explain it to one of my friends who had like played football and he's like, well, like, what does it mean to be like an analyst? So like I explained, I was like, Oh, well you watch film. Like this is how you prep. So he's, and he was like, so you're a coach basically. And like, when he said that to me, I was like, Oh wait, like, yeah, it's cool because you kind of are like, you're looking at like the strengths and weaknesses of both teams. Like you're understanding like who their best player is. And like, I'm not going to lie. Like I get like this excitement of prepping for that because it's just like, like I'll get uh, like, I used to like sit in some of my classes on my laptop and be like looking up stats of like random people. And like, it's literally just something that I used to do like for fun. And now I get like, paid to do it so I think that like it's a little scary and I would be lying if I said I wasn't nervous because I'm like well maybe that's like not the right agreed upon thing um but like that they want your perspective as a former athlete and I think like it's so cool so I think even though it's scary like I think it's so much fun because the preparation for it is so fun the travel peace family with the softball knowledge runs really deep by the way too I just have to say I know you are coming from a dad who's just a great coach and a great father too so that must help a lot um Maria I feel like we could talk forever uh is there anything you want to say in closing maybe this uh might not be the last question but also maybe this is just going to people at WFUV maybe it's being listened on the radio what would you want to say to people who are out there chasing your dreams? I think that not enough people chase their dreams. And I think like people are so stinking realistic that it like makes me want to throw up and we just need to stop that. Um, I think about, I, I like, I know, I, I think I'm not naive to know that I am very privileged. Like I was able to go to a great school. I was, given the opportunity to play softball in college I was given the opportunity to go to grad school like I've been able to have these opportunities um that maybe some other people don't have and so I'm not naive to be like just work harder because some people don't have those chances right um but there's like this Bible verse that I like literally live by. And fun fact, it's actually in the calf at Fordham. Like when you look up, it's like when you walk into the calf um, and it says, I might be saying it a little bit wrong, but it's like to of those whom much is given, much is expected. So I think that like, we're all given different opportunities. And for us to simply like lay down and do like the realistic thing or the little bit easier thing, because that's what like society tells us to do. I just think that's ridiculous. So I think that like, 
if you have a dream, it was put in like your soul, your heart, your mind, like whatever you believe in for a reason. And I think if you act on it, it's a disservice to you and the people that you could have helped along the way. So I would say, try it and you're going to fall flat on your face and things are going to be really hard and you're going to like cry a lot, but like, it'll be so worth it in the end. Well, Maria, you keep chasing your dreams because you make all of us at Fordham, at Fordham softball, FUV, so proud. I know Gigi and I, especially, we look up to you so much and it's really cool uh, to see someone having success, putting the work in and seeing those results, especially someone who was just in our shoes. And I know we talked about this literally just a few weeks ago, um, that, that how you're becoming a mentor now and how you're giving back to women in sports. And the last question I wanted to ask was about that. Um, I guess just about the landscape of women in sports in general, this entire one-on-one today is, is a lot, is very focused on uh, women in the industry and uh, Gigi, Gigi, I know working with the WNBA, that kind of thing, like, yeah, I knew you were repping it. I knew you had the shirt on, but uh, I want to just ask you, like, I guess what your thoughts are on the state of women in sports. And I guess if you have any like positive hopes for it in the future. I think there's nothing but positive hope for it in the future. Um, if we had an hour and a half, I could get into all the things that need to be fixed, but we don't. Um, but I think I'm like very optimistic about like where it is going. And I think that like people care and like you're seeing that people care. And I think it's like awesome that women are now having the, like they're, they're feeling empowered enough to say something. And I think it's also really important that like men are also stepping in to say something because for so long, like they didn't either. And I think that this isn't a battle that it's only won by women that you need like other support as well. So I think that like, if we can keep pushing and we can keep like balancing that fine line and just like, I don't know, I just think, I think I'm a little too confrontational with it. Like, I think I need to figure out how to re- like dial it back. Like, I just remember, I may, and maybe it's always been in me because like, I remember like, I was so mad. Like I wanted to play football when I was younger and my parents wouldn't let me and I was really upset about it. So I think I've always just like wanted to do like everything like that the boys did. Um, and I think that like we're trending in a way where women are getting more opportunities. Like the fact that I can work in sports still is like amazing. Um, and I think it's very important to be grateful for that because there are so many women before me who didn't even have the opportunity to play a sport. Um, so it's being grateful for how far we've come, but also knowing where we still need to go. Ooh, that was beautiful. <laughs> what a way to close it. I can't believe that was only 20 minutes. I know we could talk forever. Um, so thank you so much for being with us, especially from the car. <laughs> yes. Thank you guys so much for having me. I love, I could talk for hours with you guys too. I mean, if I, like, if I wasn't in the car on my way to Syracuse, um, I, <laughs> I would definitely talk for longer. <laughs> Well, Maria, thank you so much. Make sure you go check her out on all social medias, including TikTok. I know you're running the Patriot League TikTok and you've been killing that. So that's Maria Tribal Peace. For Gigi Spear, I'm Kelly Bright. One-on-one, we'll be right back after this.